Thank you to the worship team. So if you've been here or been, you know, keeping track online over the past six weeks, you might know that we've been looking a bit about our Baptist distinctives, um, what makes Baptists Baptist. So we've looked at some of the key distinctives of our movement, some of the unique things that we do or that we prioritize that feed into our Baptist identity. So we looked at and we discussed the way that we worship, that we value different voices being heard in our worship time, and we like to worship in a variety of different ways. We then spent a couple of weeks on leadership as Shannon and I unpacked what it might look like for us to transition well as a priesthood of all believers, where we all seek together the will of Christ. And then we had Andrew Pickard here with us, who shared about Baptist discipleship, about walking together under Christ as one body, but each part of the body bringing value, walking in their own unique way and encouraging the others in their own journey. And then last week we talked about mission and how mission is such a core part of our Baptist identity and it's something that really sets us apart. We unpacked the Great Commission and talked about everyone's role in God's mission to go and to make disciples, to baptize and to teach. And I don't know about you, but I can see quite a clear theme running through all of these things all of these different distinctives. And that is a theme of togetherness. In worship, we value the collective. We value different voices being heard. In leadership, we seek Christ's will together as a body. In discipleship, we walk together as a body with one another. And in mission, we recognize that there is a collective call on everyone to participate in God's mission. Every one of these things heavily relies on a culture of togetherness, of including one another and valuing one another. Each of these things, it has to be built from a foundation of togetherness or of unity. And maybe that rings some bells for you when I mention unity, because a lot of what we've talked about in the past year has been unity. It's been quite a key thing. And it was a key part of what we talked about at last year's AGM when we talked about our vision. And so I thought that as we approach, you know, as we approach this year's AGM, it would be appropriate after spending the last six weeks also talking about our Baptist identity to spend some time today talking a bit about our ham self Baptist identity. What are some of the things that make us who we are? What are some of the things that we want to be more like or include more, make more distinct? So this morning, it's going to involve a little bit of looking back over where we've come from, a little bit of looking forward, and hopefully kind of some celebration or some encouragement along the way. So at our AGM last year, we did speak quite honestly about what we called the DNA of our church, about who we are and what makes us who we are. And some of the things that we highlighted, they didn't sound all that pleasant, they weren't all that nice. But to each of those things we asked, well, if this is where we think we're at, where do we want to go? Who do we want to be in this area? And we set a goal to grow in each of the areas that we laid out. And what we laid out was the following. 
In order to take steps forward into where God is leading us, we do need to take a look at who we are and how that compares to what we believe God wants us to be. This morning we said that we are a church of friend groups, but who we want to be is a friendly and welcoming church. We've said that within our church, sometimes there's a culture of disrespect, but we want to be a church with a culture of respect for all. We've said that we are a church who accepts the Holy Spirit, but who we want to be is a church that anticipates the Holy Spirit with great excitement. And we have said that we are a church who are interested in our community, but who we want to be is a church that is integrated with our community. And we didn't say these things to make you feel bad about yourselves, but rather we've done it to hold up a mirror to ourselves, to see or to try and see what others might see, others who aren't already a part of this place. And when we see what others think, we often see things that we miss, and we can more easily see where we need to change and grow. These are areas of opportunity for us to press into God and to step into who he wants us to be so that we may go where he wants us to go. So I wonder if we just take a little moment now for, to ourselves, think over those four different areas that we laid out, and just in, your, in yourself reflect, how do you think we've gone with those? How do you think some of those might have changed in the last year? I don't know about you, but when I think back over the past year, specifically thinking with regards to these four areas, I can see some enormous growth in these areas, and it makes me very excited. Let's take the first two. We recognized that we wanted to become a more friendly, more welcoming, more respectful church, create that sort of environment here amongst our church congregation and for those who are coming in. And I reckon... When I look around here, I think we've really knocked that one out of the park. I mean, I can recap a few things from the past year. First of all, on many occasions, whether it's been from someone in the congregation, Audrey passing on something from the office, um, or from new people themselves, I've had great feedback about just how welcoming this church has been. People have told me, I've never come to a church this welcoming ever. And they've told me, I love coming along here because I get to talk to people and people listen to me. Someone said, I didn't even get a chance to talk to my friend that I brought along on Sunday because too many other people were introducing themselves to her and making her feel welcome. And someone, someone just recently said, this is such a warm and welcoming church. And you know, another thing that's happened in the past year is I got pulled up on how the Coffee For You group was advertised on our website, which was great because they said, we really need to show that this group is open for all. Everyone is welcome to come along, have some morning tea, have a chat, experience a time of fellowship together. You know, that's great sort of feedback that I need. And then, I mean, during lockdown, 
It was like every single person that I called up and spoke to, they were like, oh, so-and-so's been checking in on me every week. Or this person brought me around some things to do before we got locked down so I didn't get bored. And, oh, well, we've been so well taken care of throughout all of this. I've loved keeping up with everyone in the church. And, I mean, there were all of these very special connections, these caring connections that came up that, I mean, no one led them. They just kind of arose, and people were taking care of one another. And then most recently, when Valda shared about how the garage sale went, I loved that she said that it felt like the group that were putting it on was working together as a family. They were working together towards a common goal, and they enjoyed it. They committed to putting on that project and helping out. And what came out of it was not only a great fundraiser, but an experience that really showed the family feel of our congregation. And I just think that all of this feedback together, it shows really how much we have grown in this place, and it's very exciting. We can celebrate that in the last year, we together have all worked hard to make this place more friendly, friendly, welcoming, inviting, and respectful, going just by all of this excellent feedback. And I can only imagine that it probably hasn't really felt like hard work at all, because it's just you guys being you guys and just keeping an eye out for those around you. So thank you for what you've done and be encouraged that the people coming into this place, they're saying great things about everyone here. Another area where we've grown is with our integration with our community. I know I keep saying it, but I'm so excited by the fact that this body of people do want to get to know their community. You want to get out there and get to know people. But it's been even more exciting to see the steps being taken towards that. And one of the key things that has probably um, facilitated a space for this is the community dinners and the time that we've been running. It's cool just to get along. You know, you just sit down with a table of mostly people that you don't know and you get the opportunity to chat over a great meal. You just get the opportunity to know other people in the community and they say, oh, where are you from? And you can say, I'm from Ham South. And you know, let them know a little bit about what we're doing and they let you know a little bit about what they're doing. And I mean, it's like, it's effortless. It's just all of a sudden the conversations are happening. And then we were able to host it a couple of months ago, and we had people coming in here to see, to see our place, to see our people. And just like with the garage sale, another opportunity for people to come into our space to get to know the people who make up himself. And I mean, I love the garage sale, especially because they're fundraising for a new oven so that we can do more of these things where our facilities can be used by our community and they can come in. To this place. And on top of these events, we have our regular icons program that runs and the breakfast club that runs on a Monday morning. And these things have grown heaps in the last year and they offer excellent opportunities for us to get out and to meet those in our community. And for me personally, our involvement with the community dinners has also opened up an opportunity for me and previously Shannon to meet with Father Danny from St. Pius and Paul from St. Luke's each month. We just get together and over lunch and we just chat about, you know, what's happening in our churches. We encourage each other in whatever we need encouraging with. And we've just gotten to know each other 
a bit better in the past year, eight months-ish or so. And it's been a very cool opportunity because we get to hear about things like their Easter walkthrough that they do through the community on Good Friday. They carry the cross through the streets and they stop at various points and reflect on Jesus' journey. And we could get involved with that. Of course, lockdown um, waylaid those plans this year. But now the opportunity is there for us in the future to engage with that, to engage with these different groups around our community and commit to kind of partnering together as we seek to share the gospel with the people in this place. But if we are doing honest reflection, we must admit that there is still room to grow. You know, we haven't clocked everything just yet. Whilst we've moved forward in leaps and bounds, there's still room for us to leap a little more and to bound a little further. And a lot of the ways that we can do this, we've actually talked about here already. Take our desire to create a more friendly and welcoming and respectful environment, for instance. So we've done that kind of in spirit. But what about our building? When we think about our foyer, we've talked about you know, giving it a spruce up, giving it a lick of paint, putting up some words of welcome on the walls that people will see as they walk in. Words that in different languages that recognise and acknowledge the different cultures that make up this community. And then we recently put forward an idea that could aid us to both serve the community and get to know them with them getting to know us a bit. And that was to insulate homes around our community, making the most of the government subsidies that we can that are available to us. And some people have expressed their interest in this, so thank you for that. And for those of you who maybe thought or hoped that it would drop off our radar, it hasn't. We're still on, yeah, it's still in my mind, don't worry. Insulating homes, I mean, it would help to create better living conditions for those in our community, which is a huge issue in this area of Hamilton. But it also would help us to get out there, to meet some people, to get to know some people, and for them to get to know us. We also asked during lockdown for ideas on how we could serve our community um, better. And someone made the good suggestion of maximising on the things that people already expect churches to be doing. So things like Christmas events or Easter events, people kind of know that this is a big, these are big deal in the church calendar. And so I would love for this year for us to be able to put on some sort of Christmas event that the community can come in for something, you know, big and epic. I don't know, got lots of ideas. But it could be something that becomes a tradition, something that the community comes to expect, where they know here's going to be something put on for us by our local church, something that captures the hope and the joy given to us at Christmas. And we can also serve our community well by making sure that we're up and running kind of within ourselves in all the areas that we want to be and need to be as a church. So this includes our ministries, like our kids' church and our youth group. Because if we're welcoming the community in, we have to think, what are we welcoming them to? Are we well set up to accommodate them and their needs if families are coming into this place? And Shannon's leaving has left some gaps in some of these key areas. So there are opportunities open right now for people to step up or to 
be encouraged into these areas to take care of our youth and our kids in our church and in our community. And maybe you're someone who might be interested in that. Please come and talk to me. Or maybe you know someone who needs a tap on the shoulder or needs some encouragement into it. Please let me know about that as well. But we need to commit these groups and these areas of our church life to prayer and ask that God will provide or guide the right people into those, into those roles to take care of these ones in our community. There is still distance to cover and changes to be made and growing to be done, but we can celebrate the distance travelled already and we can continue to get involved in what's already happening and pray about these ideas that are only just beginning and ask that God would raise up the right people, lead us in the right way to make these things happen. We can use our Baptistness to our advantage, use our togetherness to our advantage. We all have a role to play here. So to steal a line from the government, let's keep moving, Hamself. But as I said, we do need to reflect honestly. And that reflection should recognize that maybe it's time that we need to focus on becoming a people who are anticipating of the Holy Spirit. We acknowledged last year that this is actually an area when we are over the years, we have grown immensely in this church. But it's something that we haven't focused on so much recently. We acknowledge that we see a body here who is accepting of the Holy Spirit, but not anticipating. When we're accepting, we treat the Holy Spirit as a complacent being. The Spirit is there or here, and that's okay, but we don't really see the Spirit as moving. But when we become anticipating of the Holy Spirit, we will recognize that the Holy Spirit is a dynamic and engaging being, and we will become more excited and more expectant for the work being done in our midst. And as I reflected on this, I wondered, why haven't we done this? You know, why haven't we focused on this? And if you wanted me to, I could probably come up with a whole host of excuses. Like I could blame the lockdown, you know, for interrupting our preaching schedule as we dealt with the changes. Or I could blame my own lack of understanding around some specific matters of the Spirit and not having the right people, you know, to teach it. Or I could blame the topic for being confrontational or maybe a little bit divisive. I mean, I could blame a whole lot of things. But when I look at how far we've come in the overall picture, I don't think we really need any excuses because I think we can trust that God knows what he's doing. He knew what we discussed. He knew these areas that we wanted to focus on, and he knows where he's taking us and how we need to walk through these things. But also, let's be real, we can't change everything all at once just in one year. But let's not forget that we have said that we do want to grow in this area. We want to become people of prayer who anticipate and get excited about the Holy Spirit and it's moving in our midst. And one way that we can learn more about the Spirit, engage more with the Spirit, is in our worship by allowing and creating space simply to be still and have the Spirit move and speak to us. And that's something that we've already started doing just in the last little while. 
by not filling our worship time with only musical worship, by leaving some time for some possibly awkward but incredibly rich silences where we simply wait on the Spirit for guidance and prompting, we will begin to grow and learn and it will become more comfortable and normal, I guess. Another way is to teach, which we plan to do, to teach about the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit and how we can engage with them in our day-to-day lives. And another way is to pray, to call on the Spirit at all times, but especially when there is need for wisdom or for healing or direction. Let me read from Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23 about the fruit that we will see when we are anticipating of and actively engaging with the Spirit. This is from the Passion Translation. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. When we look at what makes up Ham South Baptist and ask what our identity is, We can say that we are a warm, a friendly and respectful church who work together to care for one another. We can say that we really love our community and we continue to seek to serve those in it. We still desire to grow in our anticipation of the Holy Spirit in our gatherings and in our day-to-day lives. The answers that we gave this year when we asked those questions would be vastly different to the ones that we gave last year. And we can look at the journey that we've taken and be thankful for God's faithfulness to us throughout that. And now as we look forward, we hold on to that progress made and we can seek to better it, to build on it, to enrich it. And to do that, we can draw on our Baptistness. We can draw on our value of variety in worship, of different voices being heard and different spaces being left open. We can draw on our recognition of the priesthood of all believers, that God does speak to everyone and that all can have direction and in, input, have, all can have input into the direction of this body as we seek Christ's will together. We can draw on our vision of discipleship that we walk together under Christ, each embodying a unique way of doing just that and encouraging each other to find the way on their own journey. And we can press into our value of mission, of sharing the hope of the gospel near and far, going and making disciples, baptizing and teaching. And as we are first and foremost Christians, followers of Christ, We will know that we are achieving, we'll know that we are growing when we see the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within us as divine love in all its varied expressions. When we see joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, 
kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you have a journey that we're on as the people of Hamself, the people that make this place a church, your church. Father, we thank you that as we look over the past year and the years before that, we thank you for your faithfulness, that we can see that you have been guiding us and leading us and giving us direction when we need it. Lord, we thank you for the places that we've been and the places that we're going. We thank you for the growth that we've seen. But Lord, we know that there is still more to do, that there is always going to be further that we can go in your love. So Lord, I pray that you would continue to lead us, continue to give us direction, continue to show us the way, please, Lord. God, we, we want to make this place a place where the community is welcome, where everyone feels welcomed and valued and able to be themselves. So Lord God, we pray that you would continue to help us make this place just that that you would continue to lead us out into our community and build the relationships strong in this place as well. Father, we thank you that you are with us always. In Jesus' name.